welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Join us as we sit down with church leaders to discuss relevant trends and issues for today's church. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's dive into a new episode of Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Kevin Peerage, and I'll be your host. We have with us today a uh, group that uh, actually is here for our Disciple Now weekend. It's the Birdsong. And so we have Heidi, we have Benjamin, and we have Timothy Birdsong with us. And we, guys, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know we're getting ready to uh, uh, have our weekend, and mm-hmm. uh, you probably you spent late, I understand, preparing. Mm-hmm. And so I know you got a couple more hours to get ready for the kids coming in, but mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you guys taking a few minutes just to talk to me a little bit about. Oh, we're honored. Our pleasure. Yeah. Well, thanks mm-hmm. for being here. But why don't you go ahead and just share a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Benjamin Birdsong. Uh, I started playing music. I've, I've always loved music, uh, but I started playing when I was about nine years old and uh, thought that that was the hobby and that mission work, overseas missions, was going to be kind of my my life. My mom and dad um, enrolled in language school to go to Papua New Guinea in about 1996 or 97. Uh, and in the meantime, we asked our pastor if we could help clean the church, just do whatever. Um, and in the in another part of our ministry was just playing music at retirement homes, nursing mm-hmm. homes, that kind of thing, yeah. probably around 95, 1996, something like that. And soon we got calls from churches, festivals, not only where we were located near Seattle, Washington, but all over the country. Wow. Pretty soon we sold our home. We uh, moved into a uh, 34-foot motor home. Mm-hmm. And uh, for two years, we traveled the country singing at churches, festivals, anywhere that would have us and God kept us so busy. It was our life uh, from age 12 up to this point. God's mm-hmm. just made our ministry music and uh, it's the desire of my heart. So I'm very, very thankful. Right. That's neat. Well, uh, Timothy? Yeah. You know, I was <laughs> on that journey with just, you know, starting playing music around, around uh, six or seven um, and just being with that, uh, you know, family yeah. uh, ministry traveling around was yeah. I'm assuming was, you're all brothers, cool. right? We are, yeah, yeah. You look very much alike. Yeah, yeah. And Since second I, oldest, you're the second, oldest. second oldest. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Yep. And yeah. are you the youngest? Uh, I'm actually right in the middle of seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a few under. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I siblings. To, I got to meet your dad, side. and and obviously you all look just like your dad. Oh, without oh. doubt. Yeah. That's a compliment, Dan. So. Then. so uh-huh. You married in to this? I did, yes. I married Benjamin. It's been almost 10 years ago yeah. now. But I started interning with their mm-hmm. ministry in 2010. Mm-hmm. So a few years before we got married, I started yeah. just carrying guitars and mm-hmm. sell CDs helping and sell t-shirts. CDs. And then yeah. it progressed to where I started doing lighting and then started running sound as well. Oh, yeah. So and you're the one. And yeah. management. Now I manage as well, yes. So they mm-hmm. can't do anything without you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's been so helpful having her. Yeah, yeah. You just play the music. They t- she takes care of everything else. She's it, the conductor. Yeah. She's back there. People people who work in tech, they are the unsung heroes of so much of what we do as 
as Christians trying to get the word out. And so up until heaven where all acoustics will be great and no right. more microphones and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we, we're very thankful for tech people like Heidi. Now, my main goal is always that the words are heard. Like right. whatever he's singing those lyrics, I want those gospel lyrics to go out. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, tell us a little about your passion here. I, I, I think, we, well, first of all, I guess uh, you kind of shared a little bit about your journey. Mm. And so uh, you're, so you're, your parents, so it was a whole family uh, outing. So you traveled the country together. Uh, and so were you apart, both of you apart, all seven kids a part of the the uh, worship time? Or? Our older brother played banjo. I was mandolin and fiddle at first, uh, only those instruments. And then younger sister, Colleen, played guitar, mandolin, fiddle, sing. Mm-hmm. And then just another brother. And played ended up being a drummer later on. He was the one who got us at, into Dollywood and stuff like that. He's just oh, yeah. an incredible showman, incredible singer, uh, can do anything. And then just younger sister, another younger brother. And so it used to be at one point, I think eleven. Yeah, there of were us eleven traveled, of us because the together. oldest brother Matthew and his wife also yeah. traveled. Oh and wow! Helped. Yep. And so what places have you been? Uh, we played at Dollywood uh, for I think four summers. Mm-hmm. I was 2000 to 2004. Um, my dad tells the story of uh, asking, hey, if, if we play at this park, we're going to sing gospel music. That's what we do. That's our main thing. Yeah. It, beyond a style of music, it's, you know, and they said, hey, we're, we're promoting family Christian values here. Mm-hmm. And that's more than welcome. Yeah. So we got to share the gospel at Dollywood for a few years. Mm-hmm. And, but then just um, been in Canada, all over the U.S., up to Michigan, down to Florida, and uh hopefully do the West Coast again soon. Mm-hmm. But it's a long way to drive, and we, we drive a bus everywhere we go. So oh, yeah, fuel we carry all of our own equipment, too, most of the time. So, so is it a bus that you have, you drove in yeah. here? Yeah. yeah. So that thing has a lot of miles on it, I'm sure. Oh, that yeah. thing oh, yeah. needs to retire very yeah. soon. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're listening, you want to donate a, a yes. newer bus. <laughs> yeah. Yes, or just money. Yeah. You're good with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, share with a little bit about your passion. What What is it? I know... You know, this is your ministry, but it's it's music, it's worship. So mm-hmm. share with me about why. Why do you go every day, uh, every week to these uh, uh, camps or worship times, wherever it may be? Why do you continue to do that? Uh, one aspect is the idea of being a ref- refresher of the saints. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul is constantly in the epistles reminding. It's like, hey, to, to say the same thing again is no burden for me. And sometimes we need reminders. Uh, I've, you know memory issues. I'm sure so many people do. And mm-hmm. you get in the situations, you realize you're not trusting God. You're mm-hmm. not remembering his promises. You're not, you're not seeing the world through uh, the lens of the truth of the gospel. And so the songs we write, the songs we uh, choose to do that other people have written all have that focus. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, I think Satan, like we see with Job, uses suffering mm-hmm. to distract us, to um, to accuse us a lot of times. And uh, we know that suffering is only going to be a short, uh, fleeting vapor uh, for a Christian, but it can be tough. So we're reminding people the goodness of God in, mm-hmm. in suffering. Um, and every, that's kind of the umbrella, I think, of the Bird Songs ministry is just refreshing the saints. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that, uh, that theme over and over and over again. Uh, Peter and, and Paul just, hey, this fiery trial, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be short and don't, don't be confused. God's mm-hmm. not picking on you. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's good. And, uh, and so that's, I'd say that's the spearhead of 
And then also, you know, if there are unsaved people, they can hear the compassion, the grace, mm-hmm. the mercy, mm-hmm. the patience of God, right. where there's been so many accusations. Well, you know, God could have stopped the Holocaust, you know, if he was really good. And it's like, well, Satan is at work and mm-hmm. his time is short mm-hmm. and God will be victorious and he's saving up wrath, you know, for um, against evil. But there's an advocate with the Father that we mm-hmm. want to talk about too. So, yes, it's evangelical as well as refreshing the saints. Right. That's mm-hmm. neat. So, what about? Uh, I know um, you've got many opportunities to be able to share, but how is what has God done? I mean, you basically, like you said, you your your parents sold their house. Uh, you all moved, travel around an RV. Mm-hmm. You made sacrifices. How? Give me some times in which God just supplied your needs. So when we moved to East Tennessee, you know, we we had basically no credit. You can get kind of punished yeah. if you're basically you're you can have whatever money financially, but mm-hmm. if they don't see any record of it, because we were completely off the grid, mm-hmm. had no mortgage, had no credit cards, no anything. Right. We just uh, paid everything off when we left Seattle, and so starting over in East Tennessee, it was kind of like rebuilding Mm -hmm. and uh so it took a little while took a Mm -hmm. lot of just churches compassionate giving and and we worked really hard (laughs) during those first few years uh from about 2000 to 2004 well dollywood helped i guess (laughs) we're playing at dollywood a lot um and during that time just people being moved by god Mm -hmm. to uh somebody sold a house and they said hey we're gonna want to tithe um, the cell to your ministry. You know, uh, if you've ever heard of the Crab family, Jason Crab, the Crabs are in Southern Gospel. Jason's an incredible guy, a friend. We broke down in their hometown, yeah. and um, he pulls up and and um, sees if we need anything. He said he had bu- buckets of Kentucky Fried Chicken in the back of the lawn, and we're like, no, we're fine, we're taken <laughs> care of. And he went mm-hmm. inside and came out a few minutes later and told us goodbye and yeah. went to pay for, you know, whatever the maintenance cost was. And he said, that guy just left. And he paid for it. That's awesome. Yeah. And just God's kept us on the road. Right. And we have, we'll write a book someday. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> 25 years of ministry, God's kept us on the road. Right. That's neat. Yeah, he's like always taking care of us. You know, I look back and then just like he's always taking care of us and then seeing stuff, you know, we're going through stuff now and be like, well, he's never not taking care of us right. so just always remembering to trust him because he's even if you know certain times are hard he always is always there yeah mm-hmm. well and, and you all have stepped out really stepped out in faith because you're not on church staff that you get paid every week mm-hmm. you know uh you, you're just kind of relying on opportunities in which yeah. uh, people call you and say, hey, mm-hmm. we want a book and we want you to come and lead some worship. Mm-hmm. And you're just trusting that God will provide those times. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure during COVID, that was very difficult. It was. Um, we kind of needed a reset. Um, we we're kind of like, yes, people sometimes saying yes to too many things. <laughs> and we learned that if you say yes to everything, you're saying no to something that mm-hmm. may also be important. Yeah. And so it, 2015, 16, 17, I think we were overworking ourselves, mm. just doing too much. And yeah, we'd be gone for three, four months at a time and wow. have no time at home. Yeah. yeah. So at first when things shut down, you know, it was it was kind of nice to not have to like cancel things, but just have things sort of uh, be postponed, so to speak. Nobody knew exactly how long or what that was going to look like. Mm-hmm. But it was 
a few months into that, we got the first call from uh, a group called Prison <laughs> Fellowship, and uh, and they had heard our music on the radio mm-hmm. in Alabama. Uh, one of the uh, directors over that region, and he uh, said, "I think your message, just in hearing one song, he says, I think your heart is aligned to." to our message of what we're trying to get into uh, brothers and sisters in Christ who are incarcerated. Yeah. And uh, so we, we did the very first, um, during the COVID lockdown, mm-hmm. you know, like nobody could get in or out of the facilities. Men, right. You could have no visitors mm-hmm. uh, at all, hardly any contact with family or friends. Um, and so we went to St. Clair Correctional Facility and pulled a, uh, pulled a flatbed trailer outside on the perimeter mm-hmm fence yeah. uh, there's a like a little track that kind of goes around it's where the, the guards go around yeah exactly yeah. they patrol we set up a, a stage there took our sound system cranked it all the way up and had uh the rapper lecrae yeah came and and it was us and lecrae and mm-hmm. um lecrae said to those guys hey i wish i could just get through these fences and go over there and yeah. play basketball and dunk on y'all and yeah. he's a tall guy he's taller than he looks yeah and uh and we just that was the very first event that Basically, news uh, organizations came to it. A bunch of directors came in from all over the country, yeah. and they used that as a model to send encouragement and the gospel into prison yards mm. well, all so. over the country. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so that had been that's been about three years now that we've yeah been September twenty twenty, and yeah. now prison fellowships held probably over a thousand of them around the country. Wow. Yeah, in and the you last all few years. were the first one. Yeah, and we've done. I think we've personally done. I'm going to get this number wrong. Probably fifty or so wow. since yeah. then. Like that. Wow! But yeah, Zach Williams mm-hmm. will do a lot of them. Uh, Carrie Joe does Carrie a Joe lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cody Carnes, mm-hmm. um, and we are very, very thankful to be a part of that ministry. Yeah, that's so brilliant. that's that's been the majority of COVID has been some of the busiest we've been in mm-hmm. a long time. But it's such great, such great. Uh, I don't know. There are things that you can do that make you feel really wore out and tired, and there's mm-hmm. thing, things that maybe your body's worn out, but your mind and your heart are just mm-hmm. rejuvenated. Right. So prison ministry does that for me. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. neat. That's yeah. Neat. So in, uh, um, Jack's Burl, So now, since that's your kind of your base camp, so you're basically, I mean, you're still traveling all over the country. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so like right now, as are you begin to see more and more places call or request you to come, or is it still kind of building or, where are you with that? Yeah, last year we played uh, on the main stage at one of the lar- largest Christian music festivals um, up in Pennsylvania, Creation. And that's incredible. I got to help lead worship for probably 60,000 people. Wow. Uh, I jokingly say Bethel worship opened up for me. Yeah. Um, they were the headliners, and they were, but they, they had asked me to come in and basically lead a candlelight ceremony well, directly following yeah. that. and. So to be able to stand there and sing just me and my guitar, right. and uh, and they they'd asked us back for the next year, and then mm. we were going to do Unity Fest, which is a huge festival in Muskegon, yeah. um, and it was going to be us. Well, this past year is going to be us and the Newsboys yeah, and, the news and boys. Manic Drive. Wow! But a lightning thunder thing came in off the right. off the lake, and so they had to move the whole thing back. And yeah. So, so we we got cut. cut. Set got cut. Yeah, yeah. We got but, a good sound check, but yeah, yeah. Sound check. <laughs> it's good sound check. It still went and played for everybody over in the merch tent. Yeah, acoustic yeah. setup. <laughs> well, that's neat. Well, it sounds like that God's really 
using you guys and opening mm-hmm. up a lot of doors that yeah, you didn't certainly. have before. Mm-hmm. So that's neat. So I'm going to expect probably when we go to Winter Jam mm-hmm. that maybe one day we'll see you guys there. Heidi's working on yeah, that. All right. so. Maybe, Poor maybe. God. Well, it's pretty awesome. I, I would love to be part of that. Yeah, and it's super loud too. It is a free jam party. <laughs> yeah, I always blame it. People talk about how loud that is. I mean, they're they're playing in basketball arenas, and those buildings are so built for applause to sound loud. You put a drum set in there, and you try to get a vocal louder than that. Oh, those yeah. poor sound people—they're oh. doing the best they can. But those—it's like a big echoey gymnasium, yeah. but worse. Oh yeah. So well, the the kids think it's great. I always put <laughs> oh, yeah. earplugs. You know, I stick them That's as far the in best my, thing to do. my ears yeah. as I possibly can. Oh, it's still, uh-huh. you know, it kind of depends on where you're located. We mm-hmm. always end up very high. We're feeling every bit of it. You oh know? yeah. And so, but it's fun. Oh, we go every year, so uh-huh. that's the girls look forward to that. And they and they, my girls always look up the uh, who's going to be, you know, who's going to be singing. Mm. In our youth group, so that's a neat thing to go to. Yeah. Definitely watch Ann Wilson this year. She on yeah, it? we got to hang out with her oh, yeah. at an event a couple summers ago. And her and her yeah, she's on it. Are so sweet, and I'm yeah. so happy for her and yeah. her success. Her music is beautiful. Yeah, she hadn't yeah. really hit it big yet when we were with her, and right. then, now she's doing really well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. awesome. Well, one more step. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me a, a little bit about you personally. I know that. Yeah, you know, sounds like God's working, and and like most people in the ministry, uh, especially in the last couple of years, it's been difficult. I mean, mm-hmm. just emotionally and mm-hmm. physically, and sounds like you all just you need that reset anyway. Mm-hmm. And 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 maybe it, maybe it was a positive thing that you were able to recover during that time. But mm-hmm. how did you feel just just personally going through that low time, just waiting? You know, to see what God was going to do. Were you discouraged? Uh, where were you? For me personally, um, I don't know if this is too much information, but uh, uh, me and my wife, we got married in... Uh, 2013. 2013. And, and, I need to uh, remember that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he knows the anniversary. That's, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. Years. But, uh, but really there was... Um, in in 2012 as we were getting together doing a courtship and kind of being old-fashioned with our uh you know our rules of how all that was going to go which was weird because when i first started interning we were dating but then we broke up and i was still interning oh that's weird and then we got back together yeah so it's a a crazy story (laughs) long story but um but uh during our courtship um heidi began to have panic attacks began to have really low depressed time began to just kind of crave uh, random kind of things to sort of numb with things that could sure. be good, but if you're using them for the wrong thing, yeah. you know they uh, become kind of an idol. And yeah. um, but we decided to continue. I did feel that that was the person that God had yeah. uh, for me to to marry and to uh, to do life with. But it took seven years mm-hmm. um, to figure out what it was, whether it was you know some sort of medical issue mm-hmm. or or what have you. It ended up being. Um, kind of some childhood trauma basically every type of childhood trauma you know was something she had to go through and i guess children kind of they adapt Mm -hmm. like it's the norm that kind of a thing and Mm -hmm. so she didn't realize just how broken she was from that and as she got into a closer relationship uh at the beginning of our marriage it kind of opened up a lot of wounds uh Mm -hmm. and i guess that needed to happen for healing Mm -hmm. but that happened about the beginning of covid so it actually took us off the road I'm 
hopefully God didn't just do that for us because it was it was, <laughs> it such was a terribly grace. convenient because yeah. we had been just continuing ministry, continuing traveling, mm-hmm. continuing touring, constantly on the road, mm-hmm. rarely just alone because we're with the whole family, yeah, um, and with a bunch of other people, and still trying to deal with all that right. and figure it out. So mm-hmm. the fact that COVID kind of let us slow down and yeah. deal with that kind was, of stabilize, yeah, stabilize mm-hmm. and just was mm-hmm. really really helpful for yeah. us. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing being open about that there's a lot of people who are have deal with that and are dealing with it mm-hmm. they're in the ministry and or wives of ministers yes um and and that, that's something that uh, you know we get to a point in our life especially as we're older we're trying to deal with it we don't always know and to be able to find out and then try to work through the issues important so mm-hmm. but it's encouraging to hear others who are yes we been, love talking about it now yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God grants restoration. He's a healer. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we just have to be the ones to admit that that's a brokenness mm-hmm. and that, and then give him permission to look into it and heal it. Right. Um, and so that, that was hard. Uh, but I, I, she's a totally different person mm-hmm. and our marriage has never been better awesome. and they were just growing and, and to hear that other when other ministers were open about it, mm-hmm. I think that was an encouragement because it caused kind of some frustration. It feels mm-hmm. very lonely as you begin to look into this. It's like, why hasn't the church been talking about this? Why, right. why aren't people more open to it? Why is, why is mm-hmm. the world able to share more resources than mm-hmm. the church? And I feel like in the past few years, the church has really begun to yeah. step in the right direction to just help those. Right. You mm-hmm. know? And it's such a broad uh, spectrum of, of, of damage that could be there. Um, and there are so many pitfalls wherever mm-hmm. there's never going to be a clear, um, concise thing when Satan mm-hmm. wants to destroy and wants to right. twist. But I do believe that there is, there is a truth that he is the, the liar. He is the, uh, deceiver. He is, uh, he wants nothing but to defame God and wants to destroy his children mm-hmm. and his work. And, uh, so we just don't want to be ignorant of his devices. Yeah, and he's definitely going to prey on ministers for that. Oh, yes. man. People yeah. in ministry are going to get it yeah. extra yeah. hard. Yeah. Mm. C.H. Virgin <laughs> said yeah. that, you know, why wouldn't a minister be afflicted, afflicted with some of the same issues sure. that his parishioners, I guess is mm-hmm. the word he probably would have used, uh, are going through. And yeah. so we, we've been afflicted yeah. and, but mm-hmm. God has been good and is gracious. Well, the great story of it all is that the, those who you are leading worship and directing worship, uh, like this weekend, uh, those kids, some of them going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And many of those are trying to deal with it or mm-hmm. try to forget it. Yes. And so, you know, we, we already know that, uh, the kids are facing a lot more now than they ever have probably coming out of COVID mm-hmm. of, uh, depression and loneliness mm-hmm. and suicide rate and more mm-hmm. so before. I mean, it's, 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 it has increased so much since before COVID to now. Mm-hmm. And so have the opportunity to be able to say, Hey, I've been there. Yeah. It mm-hmm. makes such a difference. So I appreciate that. Oh yeah. 2020 for me, you know, was also helpful for me because I was able to to share with some people about childhood trauma that I've been through and Benjamin and Heidi have kind of sure went through that. So they've really helped me as I've gone through that. And this is actually the first time, yeah, you know, telling more people about it. And I yeah. just um, been feeling more bold to be able to, right. to be able to uh, share with people about, um, 
that and just in the last few weeks been able to yeah. share with even some family and about what uh you know what it what it happened and then how God is uh healing me and giving me more boldness and more compassion right. for people so yeah I think it's awesome yeah yeah and, and, and you know I think in the yeah in past most people and they probably still do want to keep that inside don't yeah. want to tell him because if they feel embarrassed about yeah. it or uh feel just feel like they will be looked down upon it's mm-hmm. not like that now yeah. there may be some people who feel that way but for yeah. the most part it's refreshing to a lot of people because they think oh i'm not alone yeah yes. they experience that same thing mm-hmm. and, and they're interested because they want to know if you got through it, how yeah. can I get through it? And whenever I would share it, I've always felt just like a relief. Mm-hmm. But before, it's just like, right. don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Yeah. And then you share it with somebody, and they just there's that compassion there sure. a lot of the time. Yeah. And it's like, you know, why was I afraid, you know, to share? Yeah. But, so I would encourage people. Right. You know, there's someone, you know, you you trust to be able to. Yeah. Share that and just not uh, carry it alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that y'all do camps. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I asked this question uh, unbiasedly, or I, I, guess, I don't know if I can say unbiasedly <laughs> or not. I guess I am a little biased, but but uh, I guess since you go to camps, you go to retreats, you see what they do, is it important for you personally to break away, to, to retreat away, and uh, even in your church? Is, is that an important element in the, in the Christian walk? Most certainly. Mm-hmm. We go... And just even though we're leaders, we're, we're there to receive the word. The Holy Spirit mm-hmm. has, you know, when Christ ascended on high, he gave gifts to men. And some of the speakers that come to facilities like this. We're we, always we, looking to get fed. Yeah, we yeah. we need that food. Yeah. And even though we may be the ones singing a set of lyrics, if they're true, we're checking our own hearts, true. our own lives. And we're worshiping with mm-hmm. uh, the people who have come. And so we have those opportunities to be on retreats with yeah. people. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's more technical stuff to it there's more planning and we work really hard but we do not in any way separate ourselves from the the church from mm-hmm. the the people we're going to spend eternity with right. as we're welcoming new brothers and sisters to the fold and yeah. we're mm-hmm. uh, so yeah i it's extremely important uh, i don't know how people do it less than we do yeah. like once or twice a year my goodness if jesus needed it Jesus yeah. needed time, you know, and there'll be interruptions, you know, and, but he, I think he just kept rescheduling. Hey, this is something that needs to happen. Right. Get away. Um, I think sometimes we put so much uh, of a burden on ourselves. I, that's probably been one of the most frustrating things to, to view during COVID is people taking on, I think, way too much responsibility. Mm-hmm. We're, mm-hmm. we're kids going with dad to work. Yeah. He's taking care of all of this and he just wants us to glorify him as ambassadors. Right. Mm-hmm. And if we put any more on us mm-hmm. to try to control things, to to get out of just the great commission and being salt and light. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some people read that and think strobe lights and pepper spray. Mm-hmm. It's like, no salt flavor and light, mm-hmm. a glow of hope. And, you know, I know darkness does hate light and we, we will be hated. Mm-hmm. But I think some people take on so much responsibility. And then if somebody calls them out on it, they mm-hmm. attack them, you know, oh, no, I'm, aren't you doing your, it's like, yeah, the, the, the labor of God is to rest in the sun. Mm-hmm. And so to see people, I think retreats are really important to yeah. kind of help refocus, mm-hmm. take that weight off, right. put it on God. He's got this, you know, glorify him and making mm-hmm. much of him. Mm-hmm. And then you put yourself back in your place and you can go back to your life 
relieved, I believe. Yeah. Burdens lifted. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, guys, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes and uh, just talk to me, share with me mm-hmm. your heart. I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. And I am really glad that you guys are here. I think it's going to be an incredible weekend. Uh, so if there's anyone who are listening right now uh, that would like to have some more information about the uh, bird song, uh, please send us an email. at, uh, Or if you want to know information about uh, TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tnbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you will share the good news of Christ with someone you know today. Thank you for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast of TN Baptist Camps. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org or you can email us at carsonpodcast at tnbaptist.org.